Wow. I want to say thank you so much to the board and to all of you here at Christ Legacy for a, a wonderful Christmas. What a privilege and a blessing to know that you're right exactly in the middle of God's will. And that's where we are today, right in the middle of God's will. And I want to say a big thank you to all of the uh, volunteers and the workers that were able to make this day possible. I mean, from the winter wonderland to our special guest, Santa Claus. And then we have all of our children right here and children's workers. Christ Legacy, would you help us welcome our children today? Wow. Boys and girls, we're so glad that you're here. It is a wonderful privilege to be able to celebrate Christmas here with our family. And uh, as a matter of fact, I, I am told that after doing some calculations and research, it takes at least 50 people on a regular Sunday to make Christ's legacy happen, the services happen, to coordinate with at least 50 people. And today, you're going to see that it was a whole lot more than just 50 people this, this Sunday. So thank you to parents and leaders that practice with these kids, taught them the Bible um, verses, uh, 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 the songs. Thank you to our worship band in advance for all that you've done. You guys are wonderful. And thank you for coming to Christ's legacy at Christmas. Amen? Amen. Amen. Yeah. We have a very special season this year because Christmas falls exactly on Sunday. We want to invite you and your family to celebrate Christmas with us uh, next Sunday uh, at 1030. It's going to be a very special Christmas service. We're, we'll have all the children, including the nursery, join us here in the, uh, in the sanctuary. Uh, families, it's okay if your kids are here. It's okay if they cry a little bit. Mine do every Sunday. I promise. We've got cry rooms on either side, but I think Christmas is one of those times where we gather together and be a family. And uh, I, I want to let you know that we're going to celebrate with some Christmas carols, some hymns. We're going to come together uh, with uh, the story of Christmas out of Luke 2. And we're also going to celebrate with a special candlelight ceremony. It's going to be a beautiful time at 1030. You won't want to miss it. And it's, it's only going to last an hour, okay? So you can get back with your uh, special family and friends. Uh, also, the following Sunday is our New Year's Sunday. It happens again right on the day. And if your New Year's resolution is to get closer to the Lord, amen? Anybody have a New Year's resolution? Well, don't miss the first Sunday, okay? Be here with, uh, with our family to worship here at Christ's Legacy. We're going to have a very special day. And there's going to be a baptism with people becoming all new on that day. Amen. That's going to be awesome. I'm so pumped up about it. And, and then there's today. Because as we celebrate today, we celebrate a time of year that there's, well, I'm going to be honest with you. It, it's kind of split down the middle. There are some people that absolutely love Christmas time. Anybody absolutely love Christmas time? All the kids do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, yeah. Time for family and Jesus. I like it. Somebody's teaching their kids right. Greg and Liz Strider. Um, <laughs> but... But then there's some people, and I won't ask you to raise your hand and identify yourself, that absolutely hate Christmas. And the truth of the matter is, is because 
it's stressful and family gatherings are awkward and sometimes it's lonely and, and, and if we're going to be honest, I'm not a big shopper. It always like stresses me out, even online. But whether you like Christmas, you love Christmas, or you could really care less, Christmas is a time to be celebrated. But maybe not for the reason that you're thinking of. You see, if, if we were to go back and to read the very first Christmas story, we wouldn't go to Matthew, Mark, Luke, or John. Instead, we'd go to the first book of the Bible in the third chapter. You see, because at that point, Adam and Eve had been all over God's creation and in in living in paradise, enjoying themselves and all that God created. But then a serpent came and tempted Eve. And Eve came to Adam. Over seven times in God's creation, he said, He created something and called it good. But when Eve saw the fruit hanging from the tree of knowledge of good and evil, does anybody remember that? Yeah, yeah. She called it good. For the very first time in creation, the creation took the place of God and called something good. And it turns out it wasn't so good at all. When Adam and Eve were tempted by the serpent and they ate of the fruit, the Bible says sin entered into the world. And on that day, Adam was cursed, Eve was cursed, and the serpent was cursed. Along with the rest of creation, But something special happened. In the middle of all the curses, in the middle of all of the the destruction of paradise, God spoke a ray of hope that said, Eve, your seed will come and one day be victorious over all of what the serpent had done. And that is the very first mention of what we celebrate today is Christmas. You see, Christmas here is not about the lights and the music. It's not about the food or the family. It's about something else. Christmas is celebrated because we had an opportunity to be forgiven of all of our sins of everything that you've ever done wrong. This world was cursed in destruction. Chaos was entered back into the world. But here, Christ came and he was born. And the ray of hope that was spoken so long ago had come down in the flesh, had wrapped himself in something like we are. He lived a perfect life right in front of us. And he died the death that you and I deserved. 
And that's why we celebrate Christmas. The truth is, is that this nation needs Christmas. This world needs Christmas. Christ's legacy, you and I need Christmas. But before the marriage took place, while she was still a virgin, she became pregnant through the power of the Holy Spirit. Joseph, to whom she was engaged, was a righteous man and did not want to disgrace her publicly. So he decided to break the engagement quietly. As he considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream. Joseph, son of David, the angel said, do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife, for the child within her was conceived by the Holy Spirit, and she will have a son, and you are to name him Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. All of this occurred to fulfill the Lord's message through his prophet. Look, the virgin will conceive a child. She will give birth to a son and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God is with us. At the time of the Roman Empire, Augustus declared that a census should be taken throughout the Roman Empire. This was the first census taken when Quirinius was the governor of Syria. All returned to their own ancestral towns to register for the census. And because Joseph was a descendant of King David, he had to go to Bethlehem in Judea, David's ancient home. Traveled there from the village of Nazareth in Galilee. He took with him Mary, to whom he was engaged, who was now expecting a child. And while they were there, the time came for her baby to be born. He gave birth to her firstborn son, she wrapped him snugly in strips of cloth and laid him in a manger because there was no lodging available for them. I hope today that each and every one of us understands and walks away with the idea, the understanding that Christ came so that we could re be redeemed from every sin, every failure, every shortcoming that separated us from who God is, his perfection, his love, his joy, his peace. As a matter of fact, some people don't realize that Paul actually talked about Christmas in Galatians chapter four. I wanna read that passage of scripture to you because it's so beautiful. But when the right time came, say that with me, when the right time came, God sent his son born of a woman subject to the law. God sent him to buy freedom for us who were slaves to the law. I wanna stop right there and, and tell you that there's a lot, of, a lot of buying right now that's going on. There's a lot of Amazon, there's a lot of Walmart, there's a lot of Target, there's a lot, all this buying going on. 
But the reason that we give gifts, the reason that we buy things to give to others is to remember that there was a gift that was given to you and I that was priceless. Boys and girls, God gave his one and only son to the world. That's you and you. And yes, even you, Johnny. <laughs> so that you and I could have eternal life. So that you and I could be forgiven of sin. I'm getting ahead of myself because Paul tells it just fine. God sent him to buy freedom for us who were slaves to the law so that he could adopt his very own children. And because we are his children, God has sent the spirit of his son into our hearts, prompting us to call out Abba Father. That means Daddy God. Now you are no longer slaves, but God's own children. And since you are his ch child, God has made you his heir. You see, Christmas time is about buying. It's about family. It's about being brought in out of the cold. But in different ways than we often think about it. Because you and I and everybody that has asked Jesus into their heart has been adopted into the family of God and brought into this beautiful family we call the church. And now we are sons and, and, and daughters of God the Father, brothers and sisters with Christ Jesus, that we can be forgiven and stand completely free from every guilt, every shame, for everything that you've ever done. So this morning, as we celebrate Christmas, maybe there's people even in here that walk around with a heavy load on their heart. You feel convicted of sin, or maybe you feel the pain of a separation from a relationship, and this Christmas, you feel lonely. Joy to the world, because he's come, and you no longer have to feel lonely. You no longer have to feel the pain, and you no longer have to be mashed under the weight of sin. Today, you can receive him into your heart, into your life by simply saying, Lord, I'm sorry for my sin. Please come into my life. And this Christmas, I want to celebrate not only your birth, but the price that you paid so that I can live again. So like the old Christmas song says, let every heart prepare him room. Would you stand with me all over this place?
just wasn't, what does it mean to prepare him room? What does that mean? Prepare your heart for him to have room. Well, I want to tell you what I think it means. I, I think it means that you have to, as you celebrate Christmas, remember that Christ came not only as a child here, but he came to be Lord. And if he's the Lord, that means that he is to be the Lord of all. Everything in your life. There can be no withholding any part of yourself to him. He's the Lord of all. Every relationship, every circumstance, every worry, every fear. He's the Lord of your family. He's the Lord of your friends. He's the Lord of your relationships. He's the Lord of your job. He's the Lord of everything. Don't hold anything back from him. And that is truly how you can celebrate Christmas, to prepare him room. Would you bow your heads and close your eyes with me? Christ's legacy, if there is one person here that's standing within the sound of my voice and would say, Pastor John, I need to prepare a little bit more room for Jesus right now in my life. Would you just slip up your hand? I don't want to embarrass you, but I do want to pray with you. Thank you. Yes. Thank you. Yes, I see you. I'm looking all around. Thank you. Yes, sir. I'm looking all around. Thank you. Yes, thank you. I'm looking all around. There's been about five hands raised. I want to pause here one more time just to look all around to make sure that I'm praying. Thank you, yes. You want to prepare room for Jesus in your hearts, in your life. You've been holding something back, and it's time to prepare him room. One more moment. This is you. This is your time. I want to pray for those that had raised their hands in this room. Dear Jesus, we're so grateful and thankful, Lord, that you stepped off of the portals of heaven and veiled your glory within flesh, that you walked among us, Lord, that you lived a perfect life and you offered it up willingly as a sacrifice for each and every one of our sins. Lord, now if we call on your name, Lord, we will be forgiven. And I thank you and I praise you for those that had raised their hands, indicating, Lord, that they would like to make room for you. So, Lord, in this moment, I pray that you would move in, move in with a rush into our hearts. Lord, as we're reminded that you are not just a babe, not just a child, but Lord, you're the King of kings and the Lord of lords, and our hearts will be filled with joy as we prepare room for you. We thank you, and we praise you, and we celebrate with you. In Jesus' name.
If you prayed that prayer with me, or you're standing here and you're completely forgiven, cleansed from every sin and every unrighteousness, you're, you're, you're standing and you feel weightless because of what he's done for you. There's joy in our hearts. And that means that you and I have two jobs, to give glory to God and to tell every other person that you meet what he has done for you. It's not joy, just joy to the world, but it's joy to your family. It's joy to your children. It's joy to your office. It's joy to your world. Amen? So, let's go tell it on the mountain and anywhere else that you go. If you happen to be going to the mountains this year, that's wonderful. This song is for you. God bless you as you're dismissed in his presence.